Hello, ako si Jess Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Rapper Podcast episode kung saan hihimay natin ang mga mainit at mahalagang isyo sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Rapper's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin kung bakit nga ba importanteng bantayan ang mga kontrata sa pagitan ng Commission on Elections at iba't ibang kumpanya para sa paparating na eleksyon. Ito ay kaakibat ng isyong pumapalibot sa nakuhang kontrata ng isang kumpanyang may koneksyon sa Duterte Alay at campaign donor na si businessman Dennis Uy. Umaalma ang maraming grupo tungkol dito, kabilang ang election watchdogs, sapagkat conflict of interest daw ito dahil malapit si Uy kay Duterte at nakita na hindi lang si Uy pati yung mga ibang officials ng, ng kumpanya to ay may koneksyon sa Duterte administration at sa kampanya ni Duterte noong 2016. Paano nga ba pinipili ang mga kumpanyang nakakakuha ng kontrata mula sa gobyerno? Ano ang mga red flags na dapat tignan tungkol dito? Kasama ko ngayon si Dwight Tileon, Rafael Reporter who covers Comelec, para pag-usapan ng isyong ito. Hi Dwight! Hello! At kasama rin natin si Lian Buwan, Raptor Reporter na alam nyo most likely sa mga justice beat. Pero ngayon, uh, pag-usapan natin with her yung mga uh, pagsunod or pagtingin sa mga kontrata ng gobyerno. Hi Lian! Hello, Judes. Thank you for having me. So, thank you guys for joining me today. So, Dwight, let's begin, no? Tell us about the key contracts na awarded by the Commission on Elections for the 2022 elections. Ano yung mga kumpanya nakakuha nito at para saan? Siguro just a general overview of what are the contracts awarded so far. Judes, marami na rin kontrata na na-award ng COMELEC sa mga kumpanya for the 2022 elections. Pero yung pinaka-notable ay Smartmatic and F2 Logistics. Smartmatic, ito yung election or automated election provider ng COMELEC. Since the 2020 elections, nag-shift tayo to an automated election system. And for the 2022 elections, itong Smartmatic has already secured four contracts, if I'm not mistaken, worth over 2.25 billion pesos. At ano-ano itong mga kontratang ito? Will we have one for the contract to provide service for secure connectivity and transmission of election results that's worth over 1 billion. Tapos meron din for the refurbishment of the vote counting machines. That's 97,000 VCMs ongoing yun. Tapos meron din sa for external batteries and meron din for the procurement of the automated election system software. So overall, that's worth 2 billion pesos. So sila yung number one ngayon sa listahan. And the second in the list ay F2 Logistics. Ito namang F2 Logistics, it only secured one contract pero worth half a billion peso ito for the transportation of election equipment for the 2022 elections. And as you mentioned, F2 Logistics, it's the center of the issue now and we're seeing now with Comelec. Tell us more about this company. Ano nga ba yung nakuha nila? Ano yung breakdown para saan? And ano yung dapat natin malaman ng publiko tungkol sa mga kumpanya na to? As I know, the people behind this company or those affiliated with this company are known as greatly or closely connected with the Duterte administration or even the president himself. Well, because the Comelec grant F2 Logistics, the contract for the transportation of election equipment for the 2022 elections, kasama sa role nila ay mag-deploy ng mga official ballots, ballot boxes, yung mga COMELEC training materials, yung mga election day computerized list, o voters lists sa iba't ibang 
uh, polling sa iba't ibang areas dito sa Pilipinas. Sila din yung in charge sa pag-deliver ng VCMs, uh, VCM batteries, mga generators, yung mga and other election paraphernalia for the next year's uh, elections. So bakit uh, issue itong uh, pag-grant ng COMELEC ng kontrata sa F2 Logistics? Well, because as you've mentioned, ito ang ties ng F2 Logistics kay Dennis Uy, who is a close ally of President Duterte and a major uh, campaign uh, donor uh, during the 2016 elections, nag-donate siya ng uh, 30 million pesos sa kampanya ni President Duterte. I think is probably the third uh, or fourth uh, sa listahan uh, ng donors ni Duterte noong 2016. So, ano ba yung ties niya sa F2 Logistics? Well, according to the annual report uh, submitted by uh, Chelsea Logistics noong 2020, uh, itong si Uy ay uh, listed as chairman of F2 Logistics. Tapos, uh, Itong F2 Logistics is also a subsidiary of Udena Corporation uh, kung saan si Uy ay a chairman and a president as of uh, April uh, last year. Tapos hindi lang tong si uh, Dennis Uy ang uh, campaign uh, contributor uh, ni President Duterte noong 2016. We have also have Efren Uy, uh, the founding chairman of F2 Logistics Philippines. He donated uh, 3 million pesos to the 2016 Malacanang campaign of Duterte. And then we also have uh, Cherilyn Uy, uh, the wife of uh, Dennis Uy. Uh, she's the corporate treasurer of F2 Logistics according to uh, corporate documents. So these uh, uh, roles of people who donated to the campaign of President Duterte back in 2016 raise questions uh, kung gaano, kung may conflict of interest nga ba o magkakaroon ba ng conflict of interest uh, dahil sa gagawin nilang role o sa ipiplay nilang role in the 2022 elections. I was wondering, no, uh, Dwight, of course, we know na yung malaki kontato nila, pero how vital ba yung role nila, ng kampanya nila, dito sa election process na mangyayari from here until May 2022. And ano kinakatakot ng mga grupo na mangyari if such a close contact or close uh, a campaign donor of the president is in this spot? Ano yung takot silang mangyari? Well, the watchdogs are uh, afraid of the potential conflict of interest here. And we have to remember that this is not happening in a vacuum. Uh, Siyempre, uh, paparating yung election, tapos kino-question or parang concerned uh, ang public about the independence of the Commission on Elections. So parang itong kontrata ng F2 Logistics, it adds to uh, the many concerns raised against COMELEC. For example, um, uh, by February 2022, lahat ng uh, commissioners or lahat ng miyembro ng COMELEC and Bank ay appointees na ni Pangulong Duterte sapagkat mag-retire na si Commissioner Rowena Guanzon in February. Then we also have Chairman uh, Sheriff Avbas who uh, he was uh, uh, an appointee of the late President of Benigno Aquino III pero na-appoint siya as uh, Chairman ni President Duterte. He's also retiring in February. So by that time, by February, uh, magkakaroon ng tatlong 
uh, additional vacancies dahil mag-retire din si uh, Commissioner Ko. Tapos ito nga si President Duterte, uh, he has the powers to make COMELEC appointments. And we also have to remember na itong si President Duterte is also a senatorial aspirant for next year's election. So that sort of uh, complicates uh, things. Sabi nga ng Contradaya, parang... Uh, the fact that or the, the the fact that he's running for senator already uh throws out of the window uh yung uh, pag-asa natin na magkaroon ng independent COMELEC. of course you want to believe uh that uh in the integrity of the people who are running uh the commissioner or of on elections or and then running uh, next year's election so ho- we're hoping na sana uh, hindi ito hindi ito yung mangyari yeah, so ano yung sinasabi ng COMELEC sa mga allegations or sa mga calls na to ng mga grupo tulad ng Contadaya? What are the statements or are they uh, trying to say na there's something wrong with this? Yes, parang parang ganun yung nangyayari kasi of course they've already awarded the contract and uh, they have defended uh, the their decision kahit pa noong August pa lang na kinonfirm pa lang ng COMELEC na nabigay ng notice of award sa F2 Logistics. Kasi, siguro, para lang mabigyan yung ating viewers ng um, uh, overview sa process. Well, uh, itong F2 Logistics, nag-undergo to ng open bidding, tapos uh, ito yung naging lowest, uh, ito yung nagbigay ng lowest bid. So, ito yung nag-undergo sa post-qualification. Tapos, bandang August, uh, itong COMELEC, sinabi nito na F2 Logistics na nga yung nabigyan ng notice of award uh, for the uh, transport deal. So, uh, si Comlex spokesman James Jimenez, he said that uh, mula namang conflict of interest dahil daw tiningnan itong mga uh, concerns ng mga tao from August to October and wala naman daw silang nakita. And even during the, ano, uh, nung nabigay itong notice of award, we have Comelec commissioners uh, Amy Farolino and Marlon Casquejo saying na dumaan sa tamang proseso itong pagbigay ng kontrata or pagbigay ng notice of award sa F2 Logistics. Tapos ito rin si Comelec spokesman James Jimenez. He also said na there's no way na itong uh, F2 Logistics or yung kumpanyang in charge sa pagde-deliver ng election supplies in 2022 uh, would have any or uh, would have any role or can anyway affect uh, the election result outcome. So, bakit ito naging issue? Kasi of course, itong ang F2 Logistics, in a way, sila yung uh, magiging in charge sa pag-deliver ng VCM. So, syempre, doon takot yung mga tao. So, sabi ni uh, spokesman James Jimenez, eh, well, pagdating naman ng election day, itong mga VCMs na to, they will have to generate uh, a zero, zero, a so-called zero report. So, patunay itong zero report na to, na bago magsimula yung butuhan, itong, uh, itong VCM na to, wala tong pre-programmed results sa memory na to. And syempre, kung may ganun man, syempre, uh, that would be a cause uh, for concern. So, the COMELEC is basically assuring the public that safeguards are in place to make sure that uh, wala magiging dayaan in next year's elections. Yes, so you talk about safeguards, you talk about the COMELEC saying that they went through the process. So, at the end, what makes a private company qualified for a government contract? Sino ba nag-set ng requirements or qualifications before the government agency awards these contracts? 
Alright. Uh, well, first of all, ang pinaka-guiding principle ng lahat ng procurement is the procurement law. And it's IRR. So everything, all the requirements has to be compliant to the procurement law or, IR, or the IRR of the procurement law. Um, so then, yung procurement law yung nag-set ng mga requirements. And in every agency, we call it, we call it, in the procuring world, they call it the procuring entity. <laughs> or the buyer, merong mga back or the bids and awards committee. Tung back na to, it's not just made up of accountants or auditors. Ang head nito dapat is a ranking member of the agency. So it may be a USEC or an ASEC or a director of a of a unit who's not an auditor or an accountant. Pero dapat may ang head niya is a ranking officer that's not the head of agency. Again, in the procurement world, ang tawag sa head of agency or the secretary or the chairman is the hope or the head of the procuring entity. So, yung hope, hindi siya kasali sa back. So, the back um, basically is the one responsible and accountable to all the procurement decisions of that agency. So, um, ano yung tanong mo kung paano nagiging, paano nalalaman kung, kung qualified? Yeah. Well, first of all, kailangan nilang mag-register sa PhilGEPS. So, uh, PhilGEPS, it's, it's actually a public database and um, everyone has to register in PhilGEPS kasi doon ipopost lahat ng bid and there's also a PhilGEPS certification na iti-check ng PhilGEPS na um, you are duly registered uh, with the SEC, hindi ka blacklisted. Pero as we saw doon sa formally um, anomaly, yung PhilGEPS certification na yun, it's not a legal determination of whether you're qualified or not. It's just a ministerial determination na, okay, kumpanya ka, hindi ka ghost company, kumpanya ka, may papel ka, um, and therefore, uh, pwede kang sumali sa, sa PhilGEPS. And then, uh, the technical requirements uh, and the financial requirements would be a different thing altogether, which the back itself would check uh, in the various process of bidding, like pre-bid, uh, the invitation to bid, the pre-bid, and the bidding itself. So you talk about yun nga yung pag-check no pero sa technical requirements uh, sa issue nito dito sa F Logistics ang pinupunta nila ay yung conflict of interest because of the owners or campaign donors and basically tawagan na iba di ba Duterte crony uh -huh. ang uh, si Dennis o ni presidente Duterte wala ba sa, sa wala ba sa processes ng ng back or ng mga in charge yung pag-check sa background ng mga officials involved? Meron, pero ang pinaka-basic requirement sa conflict of interest ay the bidder or any of the officers in the company bidding for a procurement must not be related to the HOPE, yung um, um, head of the agency, or any of the members or officers of the BAC or the secretariat or the TWG or the technical working group by um, ilang degree ba to of consanguinity and um, a fin third third civil degree. So, bawal ang anak, uh, bawal ang manugang, biyanan, yung mga ganun. So, uh, when it comes to Dennis Oy, hindi naman siya related to any of the um, COMELEC officials by any degree of consanguinity or affinity kasi hindi siya blood-related or related by marriage. And that's uh, what I guess, yun yung pinaka-basic na explanation. I, I think nabasa ko sa story mo, Dwight, a COMELEC official saying that if you ban a campaign donor for bidding, and dami nang mababan kasi dami namang campaign donor ng mga politiko, 
so yun, but uh, there's there's this uh, provision in the IRR of the procurement law. This is a more subjective conflict of interest rule. It's for um, section 4.1 uh, D. So there's considered a conflict of interest if a bidder has a relationship directly or through third parties that puts them in a position to have access to information about or influence on the bid of another bidder or influence the decisions of the procuring entity regarding the bidding process. So, major general siya. So, if you are very suspicious and very paranoid, you can allege that as a campaign donor, Dennis Oy would have uh, um, uh, a, 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 re a relationship, whether directly or through third parties, that could influence the decision of the COMELEC. But that has to be proven. And as COMELEC claims, as relayed by Dwight, Diba, sabi nila, ininvestigahan naman daw nila, yes. nila, and they found that uh, there's no such uh, relationship. So, yun, um, if uh, groups want to stop this, maybe they, ca they can file a complaint or they can um, urge the investigators, pero uh, they, they would have to do that and they would have to allege material findings kung paano nila masasabing there's a conflict of interest. Pero yung basic, hindi kasi siya pumasa. Kasi hindi naman kamag-anak um, si Dennis Oy. Lian, ito bang atipong uh, yung conflict of interest as defined is this kamag-anak by uh, th third degree this is just one of, uh, di ba, ang dami ng batas natin na medyo parang may flaw sa ganyan na yung definition nila ay masyadong strict, hindi uh -huh. nakocover yung reality. Uh, are there people saying na ganito rin yung case sa procurement law natin pagdating sa conflict of interest? Actually, uh, a lot of people are saying, are actually procurement experts are saying that we have one of the best procurement laws in the world as in hailed siya um, as a procurement law that um, supposedly safeguards uh, in a lot safeguards a lot of um, parang marami siyang safeguard pero marami ka ring makakausap na nagsasabing ang stricto ng procurement law and not in the sense of hindi siya reflective of the reality of procurement but they're saying it's too restrictive kasi hindi siya harmonious with other um, laws such as graft or siguro the revised penal code on rules of um, extortion or uh, di or direct bribery uh, pero ang nakikita ko talaga dito if uh, Dennis Uy is neither uh, relative nor uh, did he hold a government position at any time, madali niyang malulusutan na walang conflict of interest. Kapag isa doon ay meron siya, like for example, uh, si Solicitor General Jose Calida, if you remember, his family-owned firm bag contracts with the government. So, tick niya na agad yung two preliminary boxes, which is may kamag-anak ka, nasa gobyerno ka pa. Um, uh, Michael Yang also held a government position as a presidential advisor. So yun, medyo meron ka ng um, antenna of suspicion na o oh, baka may conflict of interest. Dennis Uy is medyo, is really, really in the gray area kasi he's, not, he's neither. He's neither related nor did he hold a government, um, a government position. Pero yun nga, um, people can allege. People can allege dun sa 4.1D na meron siyang... Um, direct link that could influence the decision of the COMELEC. But again, that has to be proven by material um, evidence. Yes. And gusto ko naman next tanong yan, is we have the Commission on Audit who basically may audit report sila after fiscal year. Meron bang uh, 
mga tao or committee niya nag-check as the program or as the contract is being carried out or before it's carried out kung lahat ng requirements ay uh, na-deliver or yung gusto yung, yung 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 nasa kontrata ay na na parang na fulfill as the uh, during the contract uh, period hindi yung after na may ganun ba ditong uh, clause yeah, actually, the resident auditor of an agency is there every step of the way. Hindi sila natatanggal sa proseso. So, uh, pag-open pa lang ng pre-bid or the invitation to bid, uh, nandun na sila. Um, that's why, dun nga, dun sa isang buong fiscal year, bago sila maglabas ng audit report by June or July the following year, meron na silang mga internal na, yung confidential na um, AOM, Audit Observation Memorandum. So, bago pa sila maglabas sa publiko ng findings nila, hine-heads up na nila yung agency na, oh, ito yung nakita namin. And maybe that's uh, what, um, I guess, Dwight or the uh, civic civil society should find out if may AOM ba yung COMELEC sa F2. Uh, I should, uh, I'll cite an example, Judas. Kung naalala niyo yung Kaliwa Dam, yeah. um, the contract was given to China Energy. Uh, the procuring entity was MWSS. So bago na, bago na carry out yung contract, um, nag-AOM yung COA sa MWSS saying that upon their observation, medyo rigged, uh, yung very favored, very lopsided yung bidding process sa China Energy. But as we know, um, it didn't stop uh, the government from doing that contract. But at least may AOM na panghahawakan siguro kung sino man ang gustong mag-file ng complaint um, against the MWSS. Yes. Elian, uh, siguro for us, the, for many of us, even our audience, we're not familiar with the technicalities ng mga kontrata. Of course, I'm not talking about the contract that we're talking about right now, like the F2 logistics or comedy contracts. Pero can you give us, ano man dapat na bantayan ng mga red flags sa mga uh, kompanya or na, na or sa mga kontrato na dinodraw between the companies and the government. Mm. Para at least, like, uh, siguro, is an example, is a family, in, mm. or yung, uh, yung sa OSG noon with the security mm. of the government. Ano yung mga examples na, na dapat bantayan? Alright. Um, so, the very, yung pinakamadali is magkano. Um, if you know the budget, um, approved budget, contract or the ABC or meron ka ng kontrata at alam mo na uh, siguro madaling i-compare sa free market kung magkano. Yun yung ginagawa ng mga senador actually ngayon sa pharma leader comparing free market prices with um, contract prices and from there you can make a raw analysis na parang o oh, bakit ang mahal? Bakit ang mahal ng, bin, uh, ng bili natin? So that's one. Um, number two is you can check the personalities. Uh, again, I'll cite an example. This, is, this was an indictment from uh, 2015 involving the then MRT general manager. Nakita ng ombudsman na nung nag-pre-bid yung contractor, hindi nila declare na yung isang executive nung bidder ay uncle-in-law nung general manager. So sinabi ng ombudsman na, syempre, di naman nila alam, di, hindi siya yung apelido, ganyan. I guess hindi rin alam ng mga nagbabantay. But that would have um, uh, automatically disqualified that company from bidding kasi... Uh, nasa level yun of uh, of um, affinity. So that's the second. Tignan niyo mga personality at tignan niyo kung may makikita kayong magkamag-anak doon or yun, kung may magkamag-anak. Um, third is check the company itself. Uh, ito yung ginawa natin sa Farmily and check their financial capacity. Siguro pasadahan ko na, Judes, what are the financial um, requirements 
ng isang kumpanya. Um, the first one is the SLCC, yun yung single largest completed contract. So for example, yung binibid nila ay 1 billion. Sabi na natin, kung ang binibid nila ay 1 billion, for you to qualify to bid for that 1 billion project, you should be able to present that in the past, nakakompleto ka ng government contract that's worth half of what you're bidding for. So dapat meron kang nakompletong 500 million pesos. And that's why even though you're a very good company, you have to start small kasi you have to build your portfolio. Kasi hindi ka pwedeng magbid agad-agad ng 100 million eh, bago ka pa lang sa government procurement. Which uh, it's, it's something that medyo na-erase nung pandemic kasi nga dahil nga daw emergency tayo, walang beggars can't be choosers. So parang hindi na, hindi na yun chinek. So that's why Farmily was able to bid kahit wala pa silang single largest completed contract at the time. Um, and then the NFPC, it's the net financial uh, contracting capacity. Medyo madugo yung formula nito. I won't get into it. Pero may formula siya to compute. At dapat yung magiging equal ng NFCC mo is equal to the budget of the contract that you're bidding for. So dapat equal sila or lumampas ka. But uh, that's, a, that's a very laborious computation. And if you don't have an NFCC, kailangan magpakita ka na meron tang line of credit from a reputable bank. So ibig sabihin, makakautang ka, meron kang you're credible enough to be given loan. So, yun, and uh, these details, if you are an accountant or at least maalam sa procurement, um, pwede mo siyang makuha because PhilJeps, uh, again, is a public database. So, pwede mong i-check kung ano yung mga single, yung ano yung mga prior contra contract ng company na to. And, and sa SEC din naman, um, pwede ka rin namang bumili ng document. It used to be free, pero ngayon binibili na. It, it's available to any one of us. So we can check uh, how much, uh, ano yung financial situation ng um, kumpanyang yon. And then the last one, which requires medyo a little bit of a comprehensive uh, digging, is kailangan mong kunin lahat ng documents nila. And this may be a little bit hard for us to do unless we file an FOI request at kung transparent yung agency na yun. Um, if you look at, if you study the bid documents, baka may makita kang semblance of rigging nga. So, for example, yung sa Kaliwa Dam ulit, uh, the observation of the auditors was public bidding siya, so meron siyang mga competitors. Para ang nakita ng mga auditor ay pinasali lang yung dalawang other bidder to set the stage para manalo yung China Energy. So this is called collusion. So babayaran mo yung iba mong bidder para mag-bid sila that are set to fail. Parang ganon. Uh, the goal is to fail the bid para sa'yo yung manalo. And maybe you can see semblance of that uh, sa bid documents. Um, and maybe there's a collusion with the back itself para, yun nga, para ikaw talaga yung manalo. Uh, Pero yun, um, it, it, it requires a little bit of more comprehensive digging and kung hindi mo makukuha sa FOI, maybe you could go to um, NGOs and other civil society groups and private sector because they are entitled to be an observer in a bidding process. Basta, um, ano sila, basta recognized sila by the SEC and they are recognized by the agency, pwede silang maging observer. Ang daming ano, ano, parang laundry list of dreadlocks that are dapat bantayan ng, 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 bantayan or kailangan tingnan ng mga tao tungkol sa mga kontrata. And as you mentioned nga, it can be very technical, it can be very, uh, 
nakapag or complex pero importante siya pero my next question is specifically doon sa uh, F2 logistics sa kontrata na to na with between them and Comelec. Uh, Lian and White uh, siguro sa side ng government procurement and then sa side ng Comelec. May nakita pa ba yung possibility na mas stop itong alinsunod sa mga panawagan ng mga grupo na eventually makancel yung contract? Is that even possible? Lian, um, let's begin with Lian. Um, yeah. Ako, kung walang maa-allege talaga na conflict of interest, uh, I don't see it being stopped unless they find something. So, siguro, nandun yung burden sa kanila na maghanap uh, ng... It doesn't even have to be about conflict of interest. Baka meron silang makita, baka makita nila blacklisted pala yung F2 logistics. Parang ganun. So, um, outside of the angle of conflict of interest with Dennis Uy, maybe they can find something else about F2 and its track record and yung ganun. But uh, kung um, the way things are on the surface, parang uh, wala. I don't see it being stopped. Yeah. Uh, Dwight, I think sa Comelec side naman, what are they saying about this? Uh, is there a possibility na they, na they listen to the public? Uh, of course, they, I know they, they said na, na the processes are uh, sinunod naman ng, eh, ng F2 logistics processes and they na, pumasa sila sa committee ng Comelec. Pero if this public sentiments mount, well, same lang din naman yung uh, sentiment kayo. Iniisip ko, katulad ng kay Ilian, parang im- unlikely na makancel pa itong kontrata ng F2 Logistics. And in the first place, siguro, ang tanong, may nag-file ba ng complaint at all uh, sa against uh, F2 Logistics or against uh, uh, this awarding of the contract? Kasi, in the past, for example, yung Smartmatic, nung uh, may nakuha silang deal uh, patungkol sa, sa, I think, VCM refurbishment earlier this year, uh, yung isa sa mga nakalaban nila, uh, nag-file ng complaint. Eventually, na-junk na- naman tong complaint, pero may nag-file. Pero itong sa F2 Logistics contract, wala pa tayong nababalitaan na nag, uh, nag-submit ng, K- ng complaint against uh, the Comelec. So, while there is some public clamor or ingay online uh, na tingnan pa ulit itong kontrata or yun nga, uh, i-let go ng Comelec itong kontrata with F2 Logistics, medyo uphill yung battle. And it's not like Comelec can just uh, cancel the contract without uh, enough legal basis. Kasi after all, Comelec is just following the law. And kung ang Comelec will just, alam mo yun, uh, cancel the contract pero hindi naman solid yung evidence baka uh, it would set it would uh, it might set alam mo yan um uh, a crucial pre- uh, precedent uh, on the matter yeah and parang from what i'm getting from the both of you since na mentioned mo nga uh, Dwight na bakit wala nag complaint or nag bring up nito nung ongoing process uh may may ano yung dapat gawin ng publiko now like what's their uh, course of action na dapat tinagawin ngayon na parang from what I see, so, set in stone na it's what, uh, ilang months na lang campaign period na, ilang months na lang election na and hindi naman May, hindi naman, uh, May, May, 2020, May 2022 yung mag-deliver yung F, or itatap yung resources ng F2Logistics kasi uh, if tamang pagkakaalala ko ay mag, parang mag-start na yung wheels nito by next year kasi uh, production period na rin ano na yung steps na pwedeng gawin ng mga, ng mga tao ngayon? 
Let's start well, with white. Well, una tama naman yung pangalan pag ng publiko. I mean, yung cancel F2 logistics contra kahit pa yung yung hashtag na, na nag-trend uh, recently kahit pa mahirap yung i-pursue, the fact na may noise or may dissent online, uh, it means that uh, yung comelec mas lalo tong mararamdaman uh, yung pressure na uh, i-make sure na yun nga, that safeguards are in place, ganyan. I think Lente, uh, this another poll watchdog, said the same thing to me na, well, ito ang F2 Logistics in the past, nakasecure din naman siya ng Comalic contracts in 2018, sanggol niya ang kabataan, in barangay elections, then in 2019. So, hindi na rin bago itong uh, pagiging election provider uh, ng F2 Logistics. Pero, for this 2022 elections, isang crucial vote that will determine uh, you know, President Duterte's successor, well, it's important na yung F2 Logistics din ay maging uh, transparent uh, sa lahat ng processes na magta-take place para ma-alay din uh, yung fears ng publiko. So, ayun, uh, I, I think tama naman yung ginagawa ng public na they are uh, very vocal, they are very vigilant. Uh, kapag may nakikita silang... Uh, parang kahit hint lang of irregularity, uh, they are uh, speaking out uh, online, they're speaking up online. Because uh, it will, ano, uh, it, ang magiging result ito, yung komelek, mas lalo nitong mararamdaman na dapat, uh, mas lalo nitong sinasabi sa publiko o pinaparamdam sa publiko na gagawin nito ang lahat para yung, yung elections next year ay credible. Yeah. Ian? Yeah, same. I mean, it kahit pa sabihin natin lahat ngayon na parang malabo yung grounds well hindi naman natin alam kasi hindi pa naman tayo nakakagawa ng full investigation no pero tama lang naman yung pagiging vigilant ng mga tao yung mounting pressure ng mga tao because it's important to let the contractors the suppliers and the government know that the people are watching them so they better do their jobs well and they better you know not do anything wrong or anything fishy yung alam mo the downside of it just lang is nakikita ko is uh, they would be less transparent and we have seen that um i think no investigation sa Makati uh, after several investigations sa mga projects sa Makati Makati uploaded less and less documents on Philgep so mas konti na yung nasisilip mo um There's a transparency seal in every um, government. So if you check every government agencies, there should be at the bottom left or right my transparency seal and their documents should be there. Some agencies are very transparent. Lahat ng bid documents nandun. Uh, some agencies, sobrang non-transparent. Ang nandun lang is yung APP nila, yung uh, uh, approved procurement plan. So wala kang makikitang... Uh, contrata. So, uh, it's important to mount this pressure to know that people are watching. Pero the downside, which every one of us should be vigilant also and should require uh, transparency is mag- magka-clamp up sila sa data and they would require data. And I guess that's uh, that requires, you know, collaboration among civil society, media, mga NGO, magtulungan na makakuha ng impormasyon at mga pertinent documents. And yun nga, I suggest tignan kung may AOM ba sa COMELEC for F2. Parang ano yan, no? Nabili ka ng task kay Dwight. <laughs> tingnan ko may AOM. <laughs> Oo oh, nga, Dwight. Tingnan mo ko may AOM. <laughs> And, for, yeah. And for my last question, uh, uh, we know na, Rian, this is not the first time that you talk about contracts in this podcast. Ang dami mo nang, nating naging topic about contracts from the OSC to Farmery to 
to this, to this F2 logistics. Parang uh, general sentiments, ay ako, journalist na ako, minsan talaga nakakalito yung kontrata. Yung pagbabantay mo yung contracts, itignan mo yung contracts. For me, last question, siguro, uh, wanted to ask you both, bakit importante na bantayan yung mga government procurement, yung mga kontrata na binibigyan ng government sa mga private companies? First, siguro with Dwight, uh, with Comelec, with such an institution, bakit kailangan siyang bantayan pa? And then, general sa government, Lian, bakit kailangan bantayan yung government contracts in general? Let's start with Dwight. Well, contracts can be uh, written proof na there may be irregularities, ganyan. So, it's important that we always uh, check kung ano ba yung contents ng contract na to and kung ano ba yung history, kung paano uh, na-award sa isang uh, kumpanya itong kontrata. Especially uh, in the run-up to the 2022 elections. Sabi nga, uh, ito yung uh, isa sa pinaka-importanteng uh, elections in the Philippines. Of course, you always say that. But uh, it's a high-stakes election. It's a high-stakes vote. And we cannot afford to let our guards down. And siguro... It's important na rin to take note that we are a country that has witnessed alam mo yun, uh, uh, apparent election cheating in the past. I mean, siguro yung ibang cases, matagal na panahon na on the national level. But it just underscores the fact na uh, malalim yung pinagugatan, malalim yung uh, kasaysayan ng uh, election irregularity sa Pilipinas. Kaya hindi mo rin masisisi uh, yung mga tao kung may disdain sila or kung may suspicion sila uh, about elections. Kaya itong contracts na to, it's necessary that uh, we always check kung ano yung content nila at kung ano yung pinanggalingan nila. Para sa gayon, eh, ma-alay din nga uh, yung peers ng publiko kung paano kinokonduct uh, yung elections dito sa bansa. Yes, and Lian for general government contracts. Why is it important to watch a government procurement? It's very simple, Judes. Pera natin to at hindi pa ba kayo pagod manakawan? Kasi makakapagod manakawan, no? I mean, uh, sobrang fresh kaya sa utak natin ng pork barrel scam. Naman, the biggest scam in the history of uh, diba, our, our democracy. Imagine in in-overprice ang mga livelihood um, programs, mga fishing kits, kumuha ng mga pangalan sa mga board passer para ilagay sa list of beneficiaries. And they did this with impunity for so, so many years. And this design went from the fertilizer fund scam to the malampaya fund scam to the pork barrel scam. And we're seeing this design evolve. Hindi pa ba kayo pagod? Yun lang naman yung... I think that's the very very core of why you should watch government procurement. This is your money and nobody should be able to steal with impunity. So the more that we watch and the more we mount um, public pressure, siguro the more that uh, the thieves would be conscious na tigilan na natin to and yeah. Yan. <laughs> Masyadong ano, ano uh, very uh, it's simple yung bapat bantayan pero sobrang huge task for many and pero yung na mention niyo na dahilan kung bakit dapat bantayan yung mga kontrata is important uh, yung if yung mga hindi nakaalala sa pork barrel siguro yung family or yung uh, or yung mga latest contracts under the Duterte administration baka pwedeng uh, maka-remember sa kanila and also yung tax na ginagamit dito is if ever naman yung tax na ginamit pambayad ng kontrata ay ay gal ay inutang or inutang from whatever 
uh, financial institution, tayo rin magbabayad yan eh. Like what happened during the martial law years, diba? na binabayaran para natin yung mga kinamkam na pera sa mga government projects. So, uh, with that, thank you so much, Dwight and Lian, for joining me this evening for uh, regarding this topic on the government contracts and specifically the contracts ng F2 Logistics with Comelec. Uh, this is a, the last time that I will talk to you two for sure. Lian, last week, nandito ka, nandito ka lang last week. Kasi for sure, pabantayan natin kung may developments nga. Kung if ever yung mga groups ay pinapakinggan nila yung podcast uh, na to or yung live stream na to at magka-idea sila sa mga sinabi ni Dwight at sinabi ni Lian na i-check yung AOM sa ko, sa Comelec. So, ayun, uh, thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapture and News Race sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapture Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapture.com. Again, I am Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, help us continue to do what we do by contributing to Rappler. You can support us by making a donation of any amount through rplr.co slash support Rappler. That's rplr.co slash support Rappler. Or click on the link in the description. Your donation directly supports fearless, independent journalism in the Philippines.